Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. And we always joke about if we have a country, we'll be back next week. Um, I guess I need to laugh to keep from crying because the Trump secretive military police that is rampaging throughout Portland right now and being deployed to Detroit and Chicago and New York and several other cities as we speak is an incredibly frightening chapter straight out of fascist dictator history that is coming to a city near you. And if you think, hey, I probably won't get arrested, so <laughs> everything is fine, oh boy. I mean, like, nothing. I don't think there's any specific story in the Trump administration that has absolutely terrified me the way this story has. And like, we're only talking about this today because I think this is all media should be talking about and how Correct. other people have room to talk about Kanye and even COVID. I'm like, you're out of your mind. This, 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 this assault on citizens, on protesters and on democracy itself that is happening right now in our cities um, is absolutely insane. You know, so this story really shook me. And it shook me because I've been talking about it for two plus years of this coming, right? This has been my biggest fear. I've said to people on my other show on Woke AF that like things were going to get bloodier before they got better. I've been saying that we need to pay attention and be incredibly vigilant as we count down, as we're now approaching 100 days until the election that Donald Trump was going to pull shit that we have never seen before in this country. But this is textbook. Everything that he has done, that William Barr has done, that Stephen Miller, Steve Bannon, Fox News, all of them together have done is textbook. Masha Gessen wrote about it uh, several days after the election in 2016, where she said in the New York Book Review in her essay, Auto How to Survive an Autocracy, she went through it. 
and said, you know, one of the first rules, believe the autocrat. And we have made a joke of Donald Trump for so long. We have said to ourselves, oh, no, he's not going to do that. Oh, yeah, he's becoming best friends with Kim Jong-un. That's totally fine. He praises Putin. That's okay. MBS is one of his buddies. That's all right. Ergodon and on and on and on. He is showing us who he is and who he has always been. And this story tied for me together with the fact that we already have, we're wondering, these people that are getting picked up in Portland, Oregon, in unmarked vans by unnamed federal agents, where are they going? They're not Mm. going to your local county jail because that would require what? Booking them, getting their names, doing all of these things. I have said, you think that these detention centers that they have around this country are just going to be filled with undocumented people? No, they are not. They will eventually be filled with Trump's dissenters. He has created mini Guantanamo Bays around this fucking country over the past three and a half years, and we've allowed him to do it. Make no mistake that their behavior is lawless. Mm-hmm. Um, we have seen multiple constitutional professors and legal professors and scholars on Twitter saying, hey, in my capacity as a legal professor for 30 plus years, this is completely lawless. Um, I, I You see repeatedly also video where these camouflaged officers mm. uh, are running up on citizens and just attacking them with batons mm-hmm. or pushing them, not even attempting to make arrests. Yes, we're seeing kidnappings where they mm-hmm. arrest people, put them into unmarked cars and drive away. But we're also seeing they just, uh, they're just they just attacking people like a gang. They're not trying to make arrests. They're not trying to say, you must leave this area. But I'm just attacking people. Why they're wearing camouflage in a non- In, the, in a city. In the city makes no sense. It's just cosplay. Um, but let's be clear about- what Trump is trying to do, right? Because we know uh, Wag the Dog, right? The famous mm-hmm, Dustin mm-hmm, Hoffman movie, mm-hmm. um, which, which is not unheard of that a president in peril sends federal, sends troops to another country, yep. right? To have a war with them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, real or trumped up um, in order to hopefully win re-election, right? Because presidents yes. are almost never more popular when than when they're at war with another country. This is Trump trying to create war with citizens in America so that people think, oh my God, the situation is so crazy and dire. We have to maintain the course. We have to reelect him to create order because things are so wild. The problem quite often is the police in these situations, not the people they're policing. So he's creating the problem to say, you need me to keep law and order when we actually need to get rid of you to create the peace that we actually deserve. And the fact that we know right now that officials in Oregon are suing this administration, right? And we know, you know, just this week, um, Mayor uh, Lori Lightfoot in Chicago got Ugh. on, you know, got on air and was just like, don't you think about coming to Chicago? No, don't but she try, but she also said that, she, that here. she said that she would cooperate with the officers, which I'm like, 
why, why are you announcing that you're willing to cooperate these people? Why are you not like uh, Congresswoman Omar who uh, or Talib, excuse me, Talib, mm-hmm. who, who's like, I will stand in the streets. You will arrest me before you will arrest my citizens. I want to see more of that. Where is the Democratic Party now to stand up for us? We don't just need you back rooming it. We need Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and these other people stand in the street because when the when when things are mm. truly crazy. Mm. If mm-hmm. you're a leader, you need mm-hmm. to leave the back rooms and come out in the street and plead for peace and justice. And if we need Chuck Schumer standing in the middle of Brooklyn saying, you may not arrest my uh, my constituents and put them in unmarked cars, um, that's what that's what we need. And if but, we don't get that, I'm like, where, why, why, where is the Democratic Party when we truly need you? But Torrey, we've been asking where the fuck the Democratic Party has been, right? Like, where you been on this issue? Where have you been on that issue? And they're where they always are. Here's what I don't understand and where I continue to get just fucking livid is the fact that Democrats still believe that rules exist in the age of Trump and all he is doing is wiping his ass with the Constitution. We know the shit that they are doing is illegal. He's created a conglomerate of what, and I'm going to steal this from my friend Glenn Kirshner, uh, MSNBC uh, legal analyst, who calls them storm Trumpers, U.S. Border Patrol, ICE, right? He's take these people have specific jurisdiction, right? And so... He's giving them just like, hey, carte blanche, go do whatever the fuck you want. And so we have these people that are saying, okay, this is illegal and this is bad. But I'm like, no, this is fucking crazy. If you were looking for an alarm 100 plus days until the election, this is it. Because these stormtroopers are going to be placed at these at critical poll stations Mark my fucking words that that yeah. is going to happen. You know, one thing we see too is the 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 stubbornness, the fortitude, the persistence of the resistance. The people of Portland are showing up in increasingly larger numbers each mm-hmm. day. Um, you know, not being cowed, not running away, and this is a very, very fearsome situation right these these tough guys with guns with no markings taking people away i would understand if people were like nah this is too much i'm staying but no portland is showing up in the thousands and if you want to know what's going on media is not approaching this in the way that you would think and expect this should be lead Massive story all over CNN, all over MSNBC, all over the New York Times. It's getting blips, but not nearly the seriousness and depth and breadth that it deserves. There should be all kinds of national coverage all on the ground in Portland. There's not. Um, so media why? is totally no, letting us down. That? What what do you th- what do you think, Torre? Because here's the thing: they will do wall to wall fucking coverage of nothing. Right back during the beginning of the first term of this administration, they would do wall to wall covering just of an empty fucking podium. Right. Yep. All the cameras on it. Yep. You have an American city that is being occupied by 
named federal agents. We got the preview when William Barr decided to give the authorization for these motherfuckers to trample literally and figuratively the rights of American citizens in front of Lafayette Park. That was our preview to what is happening in Portland, which is going to be the trailer that leads us into what is going to happen as we march to election day. How is it that this is not the story? From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions. Questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that force David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. is part of the pro-democracy podcast coalition the midterms are coming and it's more important than ever that we protect and fix our elections we all know that our government is broken politicians spend more time working for themselves their big donors and their political party instead of for us we as americans have had enough of the corruption partisan bickering and gridlock look i get that all the nonsense makes you want to tune out but i'm here to tell you there's reason for hope our political system is broken now but we can fix it. That's why we've partnered with Represent Us, a nonpartisan grassroots organization that has helped notch more than 160 victories to improve our elections and give power back to the voters where it belongs. Right now until November, there are many, many ways you can get involved. Represent Us is working in cities and states to pass good government policies like ranked choice voting. And they're also recruiting folks to help staff the polls. Let's protect our elections now and for generations to come. Visit represent.us slash pod to learn more. That's represent.us slash pod. I, I, I really don't know. I don't understand that. And it's not just a Portland story because Yamish Alcindor and others just reported that uh, Trump said we're going mm-hmm. to send this around to other cities, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's not purely just a local story. Um, this is a national story, right? That is coming to your town, um, soon enough. So, I mean, like we should be covering this. I don't understand. I mean, like you have dramatic 
pictures. You have <laughs> You're lawlessness. Like, let, me paint, let me paint the picture. Let's paint the Hollywood wag the dog picture for the producers of these shows. Good. Camo, mm-hmm. guns. Smoke. Un, smoke, un, unidentified uh, American soldiers policing American streets, policing and kidnapping uh, American citizens off the streets of American cities. Um, not you know, not Antifa, the the no. rights boogeyman, but no. moms clad uh-huh. in yellow. Which we also have to talk about that whole thing. But like, you know. People quite often you see people who are not committing a crime being attacked and or uh, scooped up and thrown into and thrown into unmarked cars. Um, there's extremely dramatic pictures, like you know, media, media, cable, especially loves dramatic pictures. You could have that in Portland. Why we're not there as a national news media all over the store? I, I don't know. Maybe it's something about. Portland, I, I don't know, but I it's mean, a national but, but, but story. But it's also it's it's white people, right? Portland it's does not people. have a large black or Latinx population. Maybe I'm mistaken, so if I am, folks, you let us know. But I don't believe that Portland, Oregon, has a large black or Latinx population, which you and I would then say, ah, oh, well, that's why they're not covering it, right? Because they don't give a fuck. But Here's here's another here's another major picture that again wasn't really picked up. The Navy veteran, Chris David, mm. 53 years old, mm. right? Who tried to engage these officers, these unnamed officers, unnamed federal agents, to talk to them about the oath that they all took, right? And they beat the shit out of him. And it was caught on camera. Well, they tried. He was too tough. <laughs> he withstood their wax and their bangs and walked away because he is too big and tough for them. Um, but I mean, it's extraordinarily frightening. And I don't know why national media is not all over this. And I feel let down by the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. I feel let down by the national media. I mean, you know, I couldn't be any more let down by the Republican Party. Um, because I already, you know, have no faith in them doing the right thing. But I just am reminded, Danielle, of the many, many, many times they screamed out the word fascism in response to Barack Obama doing the smallest little thing, like a little executive order or something, and they scream fascism. This is quite obvious, real fascism. And even still, they are silent. It's disgusting. So all these institutions mm-hmm. are leaving us uh, to dry. I mean, I wrote to my congressman. I happen to have a friend in my congressman's office who I can reach out to. I wrote him like, what are you guys doing? Because you guys need to be like standing in the street saying like, you will not arrest my constituents. Mm-hmm. And, and did you get I, a response? I, I, I don't, not yet. Okay. 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 Good to know. Good to know uh, our tax dollars that are hard at work uh, and that you have yet to receive a response. Um, and the fact is, is that I don't know if Democrats have enough heart to get in the streets. I don't know if our Democratic leaders, again, are recognizing the moment that they are being called towards at this time. 
Donald Trump is not playing games anymore. We joked. We said he wanted to be a toy soldier. He wanted to put on his little parade with all of the tanks, you know, uh, on the 4th of July that year. He has you know, put babies in cages. We let that happen. He called African nations shithole countries. We let that happen. He kicked queer people out of the military. We let that happen. He's sending our kids back to school with a rampant fucking virus. We're letting that happen. Wait, wait, don't you love how we can't have a national mask mandate? Each state should do what's best for them, but we must send our kids back to school because that is good for every. So we have a non-uniform national policy and a uniform national policy. How'd that make sense? Make it make sense, Danielle. Well, let's see, because it just doesn't. And if you suspend all logic, right, uh, then you're like, oh, let me look at the bigger picture here, which the plan is organized chaos and destruction, right? So Donald Trump won't put together a national plan for the coronavirus because it's a state's rights issue, but when the states are saying, get the fuck out of here, we don't need you protecting our four or five federal monuments. You want to send in 150 storm Trumpers, right, in order to do that. It's just like and then you have these members of these Republican members. Right. They all came for. Let me tell you, I'd never seen anybody get gunned for in the way that right now Liz Cheney is getting gunned for by her own people. And let me tell you something. I fucking hate Liz Cheney. Right. Wait, is Liz Cheney getting it worse than Sage Steele is getting it? (laughs) I'm just, I just want to know. Is it, is it Sage Steele level or is it Terry Crews level? I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to figure out where Liz Cheney is at. So it it goes up and down. It's up and it's up and down right now. But basically they pulled a Laura Ingram and told that bitch to shut up. Right. And not even dribble. Just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck if up. you have if you have a problem with Donald Trump, they said, keep that inside. Use your inside voice. Inside voice. <laughs> like, and, you know, you have Rand Paul, who is, a, a you know, the, the self processed libertarian talking about. You know, we shouldn't be occupying uh, American city, uh, American cities. And these are it should be up to the states. And I'm like, he's like the Lone Ranger right now. I just don't understand how they are uniformed over Obama trying to give people health care. Right. Hillary Clinton's emails that didn't show up anything. Benghazi, four people were killed. We grilled her for 11 hours. Ebola, Obama, two people died. Uh, uh, Ebola, two people died. And we have had the equivalent of multiple 9-11s in 144 some odd days and nothing, nothing. And now we literally have turned an American city into, I don't know, Russia, Palestine, Venezuela, you know, where people just get disappeared. Right. 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 Like, where is the country being run by a Mexican cartel? Is MBS <laughs> running roughshod here? Like, the Russian you know, cartel. The Russian cartel. I mean, like, to what you were saying earlier, I have, I saw a heartbreaking scene of a white girl being a journalist, a white mm. female journalist. Ah, uh, yes. Being held by these storm Trumpers. Mm hmm. Uh, she was vomiting from mm-hmm. something they had attacked her with. They took money out of her pocket, so they stole money from her. Um, 
And I said, you know, if they can do this to white women and it works out, then nobody is safe. I mean, you know, there's no reason why, you know, DeRay McKesson or Patrice Cullors or, you know, uh, Alicia or any number of people who are Black Lives Matter leaders Mm -hmm. or Antifa leaders or in any liberation group at all, um, you know, it's as much as to say somebody who tries to push down a statue, because this is the ostensible reason for this, right? Trump has done more to protect the statues from uh-huh. us than to protect us from, from Corona. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, another part of it that is, I think, multi-sided, I think it would be an interesting part if it was in a novel that we see <laughs> if this it wasn't a novel. We see this this wall of moms, right? Mm. It's mm. almost I mean it's Portland, so it's white moms coming together wearing yellow mm-hmm. in Portland and providing this sort of sheen of I mean like I've seen a protest white people using their bodies to stand between police and black and brown protesters, really utilizing as allies the notion of like, our bodies will be uh, treated with more respect. The police will be less likely to attack us. So we will stand between the police and the black people. Okay. And there's some of that going on. At the same time, as Jill Filipovich talks about in a great thread on Twitter, this imparts the notion that simply because you are a mother, you are imbued with moral status, right? Mm. Now, you love your mother. I love mm-hmm. my mother. That does not necessarily mean that every woman who is a mother is angelic, right? So True they're, story. There they're, was mommy dearest. They're, yeah, exactly. So they are marching with this sense of, because I'm a mom, I am thus, you know, given this extra moral power. And, you know, that sort of sort of leaps on to certain notions that become a little problematic. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you shouldn't shoot me because I'm a mom. And wouldn't you want your value in society, Danielle, to not be tied to whether or not you've had a child, right? Aren't you just as valuable to society as a woman who's had a child? Right. Yes. But I I will say, I, I, I will, I will say this by these mothers being out there, right. And I'm not saying that again, their lives, their bodies should be any more valued than a single person, than a childless person, um, or what have you. But it does then paint the picture and change the narrative that Trump is trying to offer that the people that are in the streets are these crazy anarchists. True. True. Right? who are dressed up and, you know, spray painting things and breaking windows and looting and blah, blah. And they're like, no, we're like fucking soccer, hockey, you know, mothers that are in the streets because we believe that there is over-policing. We believe that Black Lives Matter. So no, we're not going to allow you to sell this narrative to Fox News and whomever that the people that are in the streets are like these young rebels. 
And I think that that is their point is to is to break away from Trump's narrative of who these people are, when he's just like, they're not protesters, they're Dude, anarchists. And they're and like, I, the fuck no, are you and talking I, about? And, and, and I see that. And I, and I think that's totally right. And I think that when you see, you know, 40 and 50 and 60 something year old moms who are so upset and fed up uh, that they are willing to be out in the streets at 10, 11, 12 o'clock mm-hmm. um, risking God knows what from the storm Trumpers. Um, <laughs> you know, that definitely says like, wow, you guys are really upset if you are willing to be out there standing up to these, 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 these maniacs. So I see that. I just, I, I, I was immediately, I was immediately suffused with like, is this respectability politics in terms of we're really good people. You shouldn't be attacking us when, well, okay, but we really shouldn't, the federal government really shouldn't be attacking anybody, right? And it's a core American value that the American military is not to be used against American citizens on American soil, right? And- Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter if you're a mom who's never done anything or, or a criminal. That's not how uh, – American citizen criminal. That's not how we are supposed to deal with things in America. Um, and, and just positing the goodness of the subject as so important is mm-hmm. problematic. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, so that's why I said, like, this is just a, one of the complex – Items. I am happy to see the moms out there. It's just a complex issue. Um, yeah, I but, think that that's fair. You know, I think but that I mean, that's we, fair. We, we but got- I, I, I think that I remain and and everybody right should be terrified because yeah. as as those of us that have traveled, as those of us that have um, written stories about different places around the globe where human rights violations run rampant, uh, where people are incredibly oppressed, um, and, 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 uh, you know, beaten down. I just, this goes all over the country over the next 100 plus days. I, we are setting up for a civil war. Right. Like this is this is what Trump has been literally gunning for. This is what he has wanted, because the reality is, is that these federal agencies, there are more of us than there are of them. Right. And the people of Portland are showing us they are not backing down. They are not scared. They're not going to stay in their homes. Right. And so where does this go? How does it end? It doesn't end fucking well. It doesn't end well. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, I'm not sure if it's a civil war because there's not two sides. You know, there's two ideological sides, but there's Trump trying to create a fight, trying to create images that will frighten Midwestern suburban people. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities. 
healthcare workers, providing telehealth abortions across the country. Immigrant farm workers, fighting for their safety in the blazing sun. And candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now, wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, into thinking, oh my God, we need a tough guy to protect us in this country to think, you know, Biden wants to defund the police, which he does not, and Trump will be the tough guy protecting us. And look how crazy things are getting. We need a tough protector. Uh, I mean, you know, the notion of like, imagine how bad things would be without the police. I wish people would sometimes say, imagine how good things would be without the police. Because so often the police themselves are the problem. Correct. Prison is the problem. Right. Um, you know, it's not that if we incarcer- if we arrested and incarcerated fewer people, society would be the purge. If we arrested and incarcerated fewer people, society would be a lot better. But have if the you police seen, I were mean- not the police were not beating our asses and creating <laughs> fights where there wasn't going to be one. Society would be a lot better. But have you, I mean, the ads, the ads coupled with the actions that he is taking, you know what he is going after, which is that he can no longer convince white suburban people to vote for him because women, white suburban women who voted with him at Fucking 53% of white women voted for him are running from him, according to the polls that you love so much. Um, and <laughs> Wait, he's so winning. Now he you cannot see's... convince them. He wants to scare the shit out of them, right? Uh, and and I, frankly, I got to tell you, I don't think it's going to work. I don't, I don't think that it's going to work. I think that the polls are showing that what he is doing isn't working, which is why he is literally trying to throw everything at the wall. But I'm afraid for what that looks like because Trump, scared, with nothing to lose, backed up against the wall, is not something that I want to see. It's not something that America wants to see. You know, did you did you see the Chris Wallace interview? I saw clips of it. You know, I don't digest Donald Trump like that. <laughs> Tell me what I missed. I mean, uh, like, what, uh, other than his cognitive uh, test that he took, which was, I bet you couldn't get the last five questions. You know what? Maybe we should do that for the next democracy issue. Ooh, that's not, not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. I mean, exam, me and they, you. They say the cognitive test is like, you know, what is what is this drawing of? What day is it? <laughs> what month is it? Who's the president? Who's the president? You could answer those really hard questions. I mean, you know, it was it was a rare moment when you have an interviewer who is truly prepared, who is not throwing softballs, yeah. who is providing uh, resistance and saying what you're saying is bogus. Um, and it was a beautiful thing to see, you know, of Chris just sort of standing in there and being like, no, that's not true. And like, you know, he straight up said to him, like, you are losing about a hundred or some days to go. You are losing. What's up? And he, he's like, you know, well, no, we have internal polls that say we are winning. We are winning in sw- all the swing states and we are winning. You know, if, if anyone listening hasn't already figured this out, I'm sure you have, but anytime 
uh, a politician talks about internal polls <laughs> that have some vastly different answer than the polls that you are are privy to, they are lying. Because there's never, there's <laughs> never some internal simple. poll that's like, oh, we really know what the electorate is thinking, but Gallup and uh, Quinnipiac and all those, are, they don't know, but we know. Like, I mean, we see ABC and Quinnipiac recently came out showing Biden leading by 10 to 15 points, leading in many, many states, mm-hmm. close or leading within the margin of error in Texas. Uh huh. If Texas is a fight and Michigan is a solid lead for Biden, your man is toast. Arizona is at play. Come on. Like you're talking about solidly red places, right? Like where they're starting to look at themselves or maybe their loved ones on ventilators and go, hmm, hmm. You know the poll Something that killed me is though. Wrong here. You know the poll that killed me, though? And I'm sure this killed you, too. And I forget the source. Um, Showed, like, Biden leading by, like, 70 points with black people and by, like, 60 points with Latinx people Mm -hmm. and Trump winning by, like, six with white people. Yes. And I was like, are you fucking kidding? After we know who the problem all is. this, all the racism, all the incompetence, all the COVID, all the mistakes, all the bullshit. And most white Americans are still with this guy that he's probably going to win white people again and probably by a smaller margin than he needs to be able to win. But even still, this is who most white American voters want to be president. That is disgusting. Because he's the only one that is going to uphold white supremacy for them. He's the one that has told them that they are remarkable, that they are special, that these people that are coming in to try and steal their jobs and marry their kids and do all of these horrible things, that they're the ones that are the enemy. You know, and with that the if economy, not for them, your life would be great. With the economy in a complete shambles, mm-hmm. the notion that we heard in 2016 was that it was about economic policy or economic anxiety. something or other. Anxiety. Economic anxiety. Ooh. Economic anxiety. It's not about economic anxiety. No, it's it about the racism. It never was. But that argument is completely bankrupt in a moment when most white people are going for him and yet and still, uh, and the economy is completely fucked up. It's about the racism. But did you, okay, so just let's pretend, let's pretend that it was it, and still is about the economy. Did you hear, and oh, okay, let me not call her what I want to call her. Did no, you do hear it. Do what it. that, okay. Did you hear what that trifling bitch Ivanka Trump said about <laughs> people that have lost their jobs? They she should just said, find they another one. go get another one. Just, and I'm no, thinking to just, myself, just try what something job different. have you had that, wasn't inside of the Trump corporation. Not everybody who has a daddy who, you know, has bankrupted multiple businesses and then can just give them the title of advisor, right? Just find and, something and, new. And, and, and a million dollar fucking salary. 
just go get another job. Shut just the fuck find up. Something new. Oh As my she was God. holding the can of black beans. Just oh go get another God. job. Oh my God. You see the tr- you see the tweet where they said Trump and Ivanka have done more for black beans than for black, black people. people? <laughs> yes. Yes. And where was the lie? Um, yeah, just find something new. I hope that Ivanka and Donnie will soon find something new because I can't. I can't with these people. I can't with these people. Stop telling me about stop talking about economic anxiety and class anxiety. It's about the fucking racism. That's what we're fucking talking about here. That's it. That's the only thing that we've ever been talking about. It has been their only ad- agenda item. They haven't delivered on any campaign promise. No. Uh, they didn't build the wall. Mexico didn't pay for it. No. Uh, Hillary Clinton isn't in jail. No. Uh, we're, they're still trying to steal your health care, but thank God some Americans still have it. Um, they I haven't, mean, they haven't they- done anything. Well, there's interesting. They have they have succeeded in packing the courts with conservative with conservative judges. Well, Mitch McConnell was was the one who actually did that, but that was something that Trump talked about, something that conservatives understood Mm -hmm. as important. That is something they have succeeded in doing. Interestingly, they have they have not gotten as many new Supreme Court justices as they would have hoped, and Mm -hmm. we have seen. Chief Justice Roberts be more left leaning than mm-hmm. any of them would have expected or dreamt. So that becomes a small way in which we are saved, at least temporarily. Um, I am currently, I am not really into prayer. I'm sorry, um, but I am, I am hitting my knees, uh, praying for the health of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Because yes. I know that God forbid something should happen to her. She's 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 dealing with uh, chemo again, so you know it's 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 a serious um, yeah, issue for her. And God, you know, even though Obama was like a year out, McConnell was like too close to the election. You can't get a new Supreme Court justice. But if anything, God forbid, should happen to Ruth Bader Ginsburg at any point between now and January 20th, Mitch McConnell will be like, let's go, Donald. Let's put somebody new on there. If fucking Senator Schumer lays down like a fucking bitch over this, because let me tell you something. Democrats laid down on the job as it pertains to Merrick Garland. They allowed him to steal that seat. They had every maneuver that they could have used in the book as well as Barack Obama, and they did not do it. He could have had a recess appointment, right? Because it was his fucking right. And had it gone up to the Supreme Court, they would have said, you know what? He's the president of the United States, and it is, oh, I don't know, 353 days until the fucking election, right? I don't know if he, I don't know if he could have recessed appointment, but I. But your other the other point stands that Schumer and the other Democrats could have done more to fight for Merrick Garland. Um, I think there was an aversion to fighting about it for some reason, because I think they felt like, all right, Hillary's going to get it. So let's not go to war over this. Um, yeah. You, see, you know, that they got us. They could have, mm, they could have, they could have laid down across the tracks over Brett Kavanaugh. See, this is part of what is the consistent democratic problem that mm-hmm. we 
believe in the value and importance of government in these sorts of issues. So we don't want to ruin or 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 obstruct government uh, procedure in this way, where mm-hmm. the right uh, is basically anti-government in mm-hmm. in this in this function. So they will say we'll shut it down, or we'll you know refuse to appoint your new Supreme Court justice. We don't care if it's eight people on the bench for a year or two. Like we'll do extraordinary uh, things like that. Whereas we don't want like like we are the mom in the Solomonic uh, story who's like, I would rather you have the baby than 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 to split the baby in half. And Republicans are the mom who's like, cut the baby in half. I don't give a fuck. Let's yeah, do it. I'll take I'll take the head. That's fine. <laughs> Thank you for listening <laughs> to Democracy Ish. I'm Torre. And I'm Danielle Moody. And we may be back next no, week. We may be recording from prison. Do they have jail? <laughs> do they have studios in jail? They do have podcast studios in prison. Do they? they do. They do. Is that how all is that really? No, not really. No, no, not really. No. Oh, okay. (laughs) Although there is an amazing, uh, Ear Hustle is an amazing uh, podcast that comes out of prison done by actual long-term inmates. Um, That is a fantastic podcast. Um, But, you know, um, we'll make sure to get uh, arrested and sent somewhere where they do have podcast facilities. no. I'm not going to Guantanamo (laughs) with you. I love you, but... I'm not going to Guantanamo but with you. The 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 certainty that there will be a country next week is at an all time low for the history of the show. Correct. <laughs> yeah, like it may not happen. It may not so, happen. So enjoy us while you got us. Cause... We may or may not be back next week because there may or may not be in America. So bottoms up. Thanks Pray for listening. About it. <laughs> Pray about it. <laughs>